welcome and thank you for being here for our 200th episode. Uh, I didn't realize that not everyone's on a teacher schedule uh, <laughs> until maybe about three days ago when every single person in the world messaged me and said they were going to be late. <laughs> I think it'll be good though. We'll get started. We'll have a good time. We're going to do all sorts of really fun uh, tea tree activities that Allie planned. She was like, yeah, we're going to do a Kahoot. I was like, what is that? (laughs) Apparently it's a teach with thing. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be great. So we're excited to regale you tonight with the tales of four absolutely amazing women, one from me, one from Katie, because we're amazing, and then also from our podcast besties, who are going to be here tonight, too, to tell you about some women that they've researched over the years. Um, Let's see. Some important people who are here with us tonight helping out are, of course, the little baby girl woods that are wandering (laughs) around the house. So sorry if you hear something loud. It's them. We have producer and fiance who are referenced regularly and amazing. There's a producer waving right there. And um, sister, of course, and then sister-in-law, who is our creative director, who's also helping out with Mm -hmm. stuff. So fiance. Yeah, where'd fiance go? Oh, producer put the thing on him for a second. There he is. is. I mean, we're married now, so he's not fiance anymore. That's still his nickname. (laughs) So um, usually say... We say we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not here to talk about fiance for sure. No, I mean, I'd love to, um, but we're here to talk about famous women in history because this is her story on the rock with Katie and Allie. So this is a podcast where, as you all know, we talk about famous women in history. We talk about good women and bad women and fictional women and non-fictional women from all times and places because women have nuance and as you know we drink the entire time <laughs> and we are not historians yeah. so anything we say and do cannot be used against us in the court of law please <laughs> so can you tell us what we're drinking for our signature cocktail yes so i originally named this cocktail 200 to celebrate the 200th but i actually feel like i should name it like cocktail 401 because yeah. each week we make two cocktails so when we've gotten to episode 400 we have made 400 cocktails, which is unbelievable. Some of them were disgusting. Um, Some of them were horrendous. Mostly me. This one's pretty good, uh, if I do say so myself. So I wanted to do something celebratory and fun. So of course we had to put champagne in there. Mm. Um, So it is muddled blueberries. So you muddle some blueberries, put it in a cocktail shaker, and then you add gin and pink grapefruit juice and you shake it up and you pour it into a, a champagne flute. And then you top it with champagne and then pour grenadine down the bottom. So it kind of floats in the bottom. And then you top it off with blueberries. So cheers, cheers. everyone. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> so before we get started, we want to say thank you to a couple people. And we want to, there was something else we were supposed to do. Oh, I'll show you some stuff. <laughs> so let's do that first. First things first. So first, we want to say that other than just our regular season episodes, we also have had the opportunity to interview over 70 authors. Uh, Here are the book covers of the people that we have interviewed, and we have some amazing people that we've talked to. We've been on several podcasts. Some of the people whose shows we've been on are here tonight. This is my, my sister's book is right there in the middle. So pay close attention to that one. <laughs> um, so we just want to point out that we're really appreciative of all of the authors and um, 
who, what's the person called that the authors work with? Oh, the publishers. The publishers. Yeah. <laughs> they reach, they, out to they reach out to us and they think that we're important and that we say good things, uh, even though we sometimes don't. Yeah. And I do want to say too, it's been, um, this was something I was not expecting of the podcast that we would get to interview these really cool people. Um, Cause some of them are people who have just poured their hearts and souls into their research, which we love. And then there are some people who are literal icons. Yeah. So this interview hasn't come out yet. But last night we interviewed the founder of the nine to five movement, which then inspired the Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, um, Dolly Parton movie. Mm-hmm. So now we can officially say on our 200th episode, a celebration, we are one degree away from Dolly from Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Same Dolly. And Grace and Frankie. So course, it's yeah. really exciting. It's so very good. Yeah. And I just love it because I didn't think that this would ever be a part of my life, getting free books and getting to talk to the people that write them. So yeah. it's wonderful. It's perfect. <laughs> and then also here's our agenda for this evening. Obviously we're doing the welcome right now. So you can check that off your list. <laughs> and then we have our New York Bestie podcast, uh, Beyond Reproach, who's going to tell us a little bit about an amazing woman who I'm obsessed with. We're going to do a trivia game where you guys get to show your knowledge of women from history. And we have some prizes to go along with it. Katie's going to do a mini story of a mm-hmm. fictional woman, which is something we love to do. Then we have our California best friends who are uh, hashtag history, who are going to be popping in a little late. They're the ones that are at work because I am inconsiderate. And from there, I'm going to finish out the evening. So, you know what they say, save the best for uh, <laughs> first. So um, why don't we do that. Let's let's give a little intro to Beyond Reproach. They are so wonderful. <laughs> Honestly. They're the best. And we just have such a good time with them. Um, Allie, you need to tell the story of like how they how we found each other. Okay. <laughs> so we get this message about three and a half years ago. This is pre-COVID, so probably four years ago, uh, on Instagram. And it is from Stephanie, who's currently in Rome for some <laughs> reason, not in New York. And Stephanie says, like, hey, my friend Tux told me to listen to this podcast because you did a, an episode on Maya Angelou. And I love Maya Angelou. And I thought, these two girls are not going to be able to handle Maya Angelou. <laughs> But then she said we did okay. <laughs> the best you did, is okay for us. <laughs> you did more than okay, but oh, that's how you remember it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then we ended up right before COVID doing a live show in New York and Tux and Stephanie bought tickets to see us on stage and then took us to a bar that is way too fancy for us and we got <laughs> plastered and then they made sure we got on the train home. And I, I also want to point out, I after the fact, saw that Joanna Gaines of Chip and Joe featured this exact restaurant in her magazine, Magnolia. Oh my God. And then I was thoroughly embarrassed because I was like, I was yelling about Sex and the City (laughs) in that bar (laughs) that Joanna Gaines loves. I should not have been there. (laughs) (laughs) What we're going to do is I'm going to, we're going to unpin ourselves and I'm going to pin Tux and Stephanie, who we adore, and they are going to tell you about Alice Roosevelt. The best. Alice Roosevelt. Unbelievable. So I'm removing my pin. I'm just talking myself through it, turning my camera off. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, today we are going to be talking about an incredible woman who was part of one of the biggest political dynasties in American history. If you listen to our podcast regularly, you probably know that I am kind of obsessed with the Roosevelts, all the Roosevelts, but especially Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, Eleanor is, is like the one for me, but today we decided it might be a little bit more fun to talk about someone a little more colorful than Eleanor. She's a little, you know, she's, she's great, but she's a little dull. She's practical. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So Alice Roosevelt Longworth was Teddy Roosevelt's eldest child. And when he became president in 1901, she became a national celebrity at only 17 years old. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite facts about Alice. But before we dive in, we would like to propose a toast. Uh, anyone who's out there drinking tonight, please raise a glass. Uh, to Alice Roosevelt's most iconic quote, which was also featured in Steel Magnolias, uh, which also she later had immortalized on a needlepoint pillow. If you can't say something nice about someone, sit right here by me. Cheers. We love her. So starting out this list of top 10, we're starting with her birth. She had a very, very unhappy childhood. Two days after she was born, on Valentine's Day, her mother, who's also named Alice, died of an undiagnosed kidney disease. That same day, her grandmother, her father's mother, Teddy's mom, dies of typhoid fever. So he experienced extreme loss. And didn't deal with it very well. He refused to call his baby daughter by her name. For all of her life, he referred to her as Baby Lee. And she hated it. That she did. Yeah, they had a really hard time bonding because he was just heartbroken. And he was a man and wouldn't deal with his feelings. No, grieving is for women. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So even as a child, Alice was a troublemaker, unsurprisingly. Uh, after that upbringing. When she was 15 years old, Alice was so unruly that her father, who was then governor of New York State, threatened to send her to a very strict and very conservative school in New York City. And she knew exactly how uh, important his public image was to his political career. So she sent him a letter in writing threatening him, (laughs) quote, if you send me, I will humiliate you. I will do something that will shame you. I tell you, I will. And he did not doubt it. He knew who his daughter was. She was not bluffing. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Alice is going to get me. Yes, basically. (laughs) My 15-year-old daughter is going to drag me in the press. (laughs) So he backed down. He did not send her away to this school. Uh, A friend of her stepmother's once described Alice as, quote, a young wild animal that had been put into good clothes. And her father, once he was president, her father once said, quote, I can do one of two things. I can be president of the United States or I can attend to Alice. I cannot possibly do both. Yeah, he was a man who knew his limitations. (laughs) And I'm not mad at that. So she was the OG it girl. When her family went to the White House, Alice's age and her really strong will combined with this, the middle class's new obsession with just fame and wealth and gossip, it made Alice America's first celebrity first daughter 
newspapers declared that she was known for her well-knownness and <laughs> gave her the nickname of Princess Alice. And she loved that. She received so much mail at the White House that she had to have her own secretary to handle it all. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. She was basically like the first like Paris Hilton or, or, uh, Kardashian. She was just yeah. famous for just for being famous without actually doing anything. And in fact, she was so iconic that she had her own color. A year after her father became president in 1901, Alice made her social debut wearing a gown in a blue gray color that became so popular after people saw her wearing it. It is still known to this day as Alice Blue. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's like the color of like that blue that's in like chunks of ice. It's like glacial blue. It's really, really pretty. So she also shattered gender norms. Her social life wasn't all coming out parties and ball gowns. I mean, it was definitely some of that, but she was also <laughs> famous for wearing, I'm glad everyone hopefully is seated, wearing pants. I'm just going to pause for gasps. <laughs> um, wearing pants. She also... She had a bookie. She placed bets. She stayed up late. She drove in a car with men unsupervised. She even raced these cars. She was, she was wild. <laughs> a wild child. I, I love it. Yeah. She also, another gender norm that she broke frequently was she loved to smoke cigarettes, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, who cares? But at that time. But she was a child. Yeah, like, she was a child. Come on. And also at that time, women didn't really smoke, especially yeah. not in public and definitely not teen girls. Uh, but that did not stop Alice. She didn't care at all. And when her father saw pictures of her in the paper, smoking cigarettes in the newspaper, they had a huge blow up fight and he forbade her from smoking under his roof. That was fine by Alice. She just literally just started going up to the roof of the White House and started smoking on top of the White House on the roof. A legend. Yeah. And the papers lived for it. They were <laughs> like, there's Alice again up on the roof. She, she was just such a character from a young age. She kept really exotic pets. There's all these pictures of her with different dogs. She had a long-haired chihuahua named Leo. She had a Pekingese, so cute, named Manchu. She also had a garter steak named Emily Spinach, who she carried around with in her pocket or her, her purse. And she loved to just bring it out and kind of shock people. No one was ready for someone, a child to, to produce a snake from their pocket. Especially their she's, at like, she's at like balls at the White House yeah. and just like, whoop, here's a snake. <laughs> I like to think that all of her dresses, she had like made like an extra little pocket for her snake. It has pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Snake pockets. So when she was asked, because people were like, why Emily spinach? Like, what's that about? When she was asked, she said that the snake was green like spinach and as thin as my spinster aunt, Emily. Love it. The disrespect. <laughs> uh, Alice was also not a fan of organized religion at a time when this country was overwhelmingly Christian, like not just a majority, but basically everyone was Christian at this point. And to be openly non-Christian publicly was incredibly shocking, like mind-blowingly yeah. shocking. Alice was a self-described pagan who dismissed Christianity as, quote, sheer voodoo. Yeah. Like she told that to the papers, y'all. I, 
I can't wild. believe her her image survived that, but people yeah. continued to just love her. I think she had done so much at that point. They're just like, oh, Alice. Yeah. You're so crazy. <laughs> so she was no fan of her cousin, Eleanor. They had been really, really close as kids. Like they, you know, they summered together. But Alice really disliked her. And in the press, she publicly clashed with her cousin, Eleanor. At one point, they had rival newspaper columns. Um, and they kind of bashed each other, but in that like plight, polite rich white lady way like <laughs> yeah. like if you know you know but like me reading it i'm like she didn't really say much but yeah. um they they were going back at it and they both shared a love for cars and kind of breaking gender norms but alice was an unabashed aristocratic snob and she never understood how eleanor someone with money like wealth could care about the poor it never made sense to her her socialist beliefs so yeah, they they had beef, major beef. Yeah, Alice was like, "We're American royalty, and why would yeah. we keep it that way?" Uh, but so, <laughs> Alice, this is our last and final uh, top ten fact about Alice. She was banned from the White House uh, not once, <laughs> but twice. When Teddy's term as president was over, and the Roosevelts had to leave the White House, and you know all the stuff that went along with being the first daughter was going to disappear for Alice. She was distraught. She was furious. She needed a moment. Yeah. And so <laughs> she buried a voodoo doll of William As one Howard does. Taft. Yeah, I know. William Howard Taft's wife, Nellie, she buried it in the front lawn of the White House. And when Taft found out about it, he banned her from visiting the White House. But that wasn't the last time this would happen. She was also banned by Woodrow Wilson after he found out that she was telling dirty jokes about him in public. <laughs> Again, we we love it. We love – I mean, it probably wasn't that dirty. But, yeah, if you want to learn more <laughs> about Alice Roosevelt Longworth, definitely check out our episode 55 – um, again, we are beyond reproach. It's a very fun episode. It is It is called She is the Moment because she was the moment. She's an icon. She's a legend. Yeah. She's 11. She's, she's the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Thank, Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I Thank need you to know that I was – it's hard on Zoom because I was, like, cackling. <laughs> facts about Alice Roosevelt. Because we're huge Alice fans. Big Alice on the show. I mean, uh, <laughs> Have you talked about her? Also there was cackling from the other room, I want you to know, too. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. I love it. Multiple people have lots of people in their house right now. I will show you. My um, parents are currently watching. Wait, I got to find Hi, this. Hi, Don and Peg. Hi, parents. <laughs> I want to see your parents. I, well, I don't think, oh, I don't think they can. Um, oh, okay. But I do want to show you what I got my... <laughs> my dad for father's day this year because i'm insane and it has to do with this so oh my god oh my god <laughs> amazing yes. that is amazing so, i love it um just oh. just so you're fully aware uh <laughs> alice is a queen and i think um my really? parents feel the same about me although i didn't <laughs> up on the roof of the white house i didn't do that yet <laughs> Believe in yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate you. And now everybody, it's time to get ready for some activities. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Bye.
right. So the first thing we're going to do uh, is we're going to spin a wheel that I made. Now, this wheel is just a patron wheel. Later on tonight, we're spinning a wheel of everybody who's here uh, slash in attendance. But the goal is that we're going to give out a lot of prizes tonight for uh, people who we care about and people we love. So I am going to, I'm, I know I keep sharing my screen. I'm, I should just <laughs> leave it shared, but I'm a drama queen. So <laughs> let me find this wheel <laughs> that I made. Okay. So first thing I should tell you is that, um, my husband producer's best friend made the original art for the podcast, um, years and years ago for free. I will say I had the theory of the, yeah. You had the I theory. had the theory of the logo. You sent a triangle with the woman. I sent a <laughs> almost like a like a bikini bottom mm-hmm. with like a feminist symbol yeah. on the side. And then and then uh, Sean made it. Into Sean this. made it into this. <laughs> Sean Wick said, "Graphic designer extraordinaire, perfect something documentary I, maker." I was basically doing it like paint yeah microsoft paint. and it, he was like shading so anyway <laughs> that's his symbol it's half upside down but this is the first prize of the evening so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna spin this wheel and whoever these are our patrons these are the people who pay us to do this once a month <laughs> for some for god knows what reason who knows we should be arrested, not paid to do this. Honestly, <laughs> Misty Bence was our first ever patron, and she is a astronomy professor in Georgia. And Dr. then Misty, a legend, a, a an true legend. legend. <laughs> and then, of course, Miss Krista is the the one who drinks. Oh my gosh! Literally, she actually drinks every cocktail. Every- I can't believe it. Miss Even and the Mr. bad Person. ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's nice about it. Okay, so let's spin this wheel for our first prize of the evening. Now, some of these people might not be here um, because they are far, far away. Luna. Luna! First prize of the evening. Congratulations, Luna! So I have lots of, we have lots of books and candles and things that we're going to mail to people. So I'm writing down Luna. You're first up. Now, everybody, that was the patron wheel. From this point forward, every wheel we spin will be... For you guys. Who... I hope your parents win Marjorie's book. <laughs> because that is one of the things. It's Allie's sister wrote a book and it's incredible. And it's signed. And it's signed by the author. And I would love it if Marjorie's parents won a copy of this book. That would be wonderful. It would be perfect. Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to play a trivia game. But okay. I... <laughs> Some of the questions are from Allie, some of the questions are from me, and some of the ones I did not get right yesterday, so don't feel bad. If- <laughs> so here's the deal. If you're currently on a computer and you have your phone, please get your phone out. If you're currently on a computer, split your screen so that you have Zoom on one side and another screen on another. So what we're going to do, it's called a Kahoot. <laughs> the winner of this is going to get a prize, obviously. So Luna's already getting a prize. You could be next up. Or maybe it's going to be Luna twice. Who knows? Perhaps. <laughs> okay. I'd love it if Luna really came through. <laughs> Luna's the winner. Um, honestly, I think, well, and we'll go over this soon, but Vero, I think you're here from the farthest. Yeah. But we'll get to that. So guys, we're going to play this game and here's how it works. If you are on your phone, all you're going to have to do is scan this QR code right here. If you're on your computer, you can type in kahoot.it and then type in this code. I also love that you say it instead of IT. It's it. 
it is it, but I feel like it's really IT. Miss mm. <laughs> Krista, call a hamburger. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, Olga from Serbia. Is it Serbia or? I love that. Claire with multiple E's. That's my best friend. Look at all these participants. I love this it. This is so exciting. I also love every. All right. Jake, calm down. <laughs> what? Who's just a donkey with a pizza on? No, oh, a moose. Producer, I it's a moose with a pizza on his head. Oh, Paige. Paige is here. She's Hello, a bear. Paige. Olivia, that's Katie's best friend. Te- <laughs> Olivia and Paige. What? That's what I said, Paige. Yeah. No, but it's like I said, Olivia popped up. Yeah. And then I, I don't want to put Olivia Mark and Jack. Jack. Mark and Jack, hello. They look like the fish from that Pixar movie. <laughs> I was thinking the sexy fish movie. I don't know. Do you remember about. that? Under the water? (laughs) Beaches! Beaches? No! Joanne! Joanne! From New York. So so many people from New York. And Lillian is here. And Sean. Two shoes and Molly. Oh my gosh. Zach? Is that Zach my brother? Or is Zach a different person? I think that's your brother. Who knows? We don't have a lot of boys that listen to our show. (laughs) Where's Charles? Charles. Um, Oh, he's here. He's here. I saw him on the list. We're going to get everybody a minute. Now, guys. Are you two shoes, Charles? Um... (laughs) There are, who knows? We I can't see the chat. Sarah. Sarah W? Who knows? Guys, I just want to say Emily Hill is here tonight, and me and Emily, never mind. It's a private comment. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. we, have a, we have a really long relationship, and it's beautiful. It's a really, oh, is that Steph, perfect. You look like a zombie, kind of. <laughs> okay, so I think we're just going to do this, yeah? Should we start? Yeah. There, oh, my God. Jordan! Jimmy, you aren't here yet. He's the only little scamp. He's the um, only person who knows how to edit. You rap scallion. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. Also, Charles, I want to shout him out because one time he came to my defense because I posted a picture of a person and someone was like, that's not that person. And he goes, actually, it is that person. But this artist did like a other rendition of this painting and did something and did something. And I didn't know what was going on. But you were right, Charles. But you were right, Charles. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So there's 15 questions that are going to come up. It's multiple choice. It What it does is it grades you on if you were correct and how fast you answered. And it'll give a top three at the end. Don't be embarrassed. Go. <laughs> so tense. I know. Who was the first floatist to have a graduate degree? Eleanor, Michelle, Laura, or Pat? Eleanor, good choice. However, Pat Nixon, first Pat. person to have a graduate degree. I want to say, when I took the quiz yesterday, because this is a question you wrote, I voted Laura Bush. So to all the people that voted, that was the second most popular answer, Eleanor and Pat. Also, I will say, Eleanor of the four choices is the only one to not have a graduate degree. Really? Yes. Laura Bush, Michelle Obama, and Pat Nixon all have graduate degrees. Look at Pat. My God. Get it, girl. Okay, next. Oh, Stephanie Bassett. <laughs> Stephanie, fast and Good job, Steph. Okay. Marilyn Monroe was discovered while working her first job, which was chorus line dancer, diner waitress, school teacher, World War II factory. These answers are coming in hot. (laughs) 
Wow. wow. Guys, she was making parachutes. She was literally Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> she was a brown-haired girl. Look at the pictures. It's amazing. She's brown-headed and adorable. And people... Oh! March! And Care... Care? Wait. Caroline! Oh! Marjorie and Caroline! My literal sister and daughter. <laughs> Currently in first like Carrie Barrett? <laughs> first in She's name? here! Why'd you first um, name her? <laughs> okay, good. Next. We're going to control ourselves. Okay. Shade of blue named after their wedding dress. It's not Alice. <laughs> Was it Abigail Adams, Sarah Jessica Parker, Wallace Simpson, or Katy Perry? Her wedding dress was this color. Look at the picture. <laughs> Definitely wasn't Sarah Jessica Parker. Her wedding dress was black. Yeah. It was black. And black. she regretted it. Yeah, but good job because you knew it was a different color. Yeah. She was the distractor. Mm-hmm. That's what teachers call it. Wallace, <laughs> Wallace Simpson from Baltimore. From Baltimore. Destroyed the crown. We had to add in a hometown queen just for that. Perfect woman. Her <laughs> color is so there's an Alice blue and there's a Wallace blue. Now we all know. Let's see who's in first. <gasps> Ooh, I don't even know who that is. That's Deanna. Deanna? That's one of my Joe. best friends. Too far Burke. Because she always goes too far with jokes. That's our thing. <laughs> Way to put her on blast. My God. She did it to herself. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> all right. Next question. Which is not true about Josephine Baker. She owned multiple exotic animals. Animals. She adopted 12 children. She only drove yellow cars. Or she moved from France for racial freedom. What's wrong? <laughs> Have you ever asked a question? No. Yes, you guys. I think, I think you can tell that I'm not a teacher because I'm screaming. Yeah, she loved. Um, she had so she had like cheetahs on blast. Um, she was on blast. Adopted lots of kids. But yes, yeah, she did um, not drive yellow cars. The yellow thing was an Amelia Earhart thing. She loved mm. yellow cars and yellow planes. But you can't tell because all her pictures are black and white. And Josephine Baker was a spy. I just want everybody to remember that fact. Spy, 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 spy. Oh, Somebody who listens to every episode. <laughs> For some reason. Because <laughs> we're horrendous. A mon- monsters. What was the Christian name given to Pocahontas by the Europeans? Rebecca, Ruth, Sarah, Leah. <laughs> Thank you for... I hope Leah votes for her own name. Leah? You better. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rebecca is correct. Rebecca is right. Even though... See, notice it's not Rebecca... <sighs> with an H. It's not a Jewish pronunciation. It is literally Rebecca. Yes. That was the name that she went by once she started going to England. And then she died. John Roth. And then she died. And her son, uh, Thomas? Thomas Rolf. Yeah, was somewhere. Yes. There's an island involved. Next. <laughs> Who's in the project? Molly! Molly! Welcome to the Top Earners Club. Exciting. Which two Disney villains were voiced by the same woman? Queen of Hearts and Cuella DeVille, Lady Tremaine and Maleficent, Mother Gothel and Ka the Snake, Ursula and the Evil Queen. Thank you for specifying that. I was like, who is Ka? There wasn't another one that was. I think Ka's like the voice of Piglet, yeah? Same voice. Yeah, Piglet and Ka. I think of the same. Okay, so it's not that one. Yes! I voted for that. 
<laughs> Good job. Yes, Lady Tremaine and Maleficent were voiced by the same woman, and her voice is haunting and gives me nightmares. The best. Okay. Nice. Still in number one. But look, Elsie Marshall oh. moving up the charts. She's a good good friend of the show. The show? The show. We'll call this a show. <laughs> in <laughs> what year could women get their own credit card? Some of you lived this through this. This is a hard one. I 52, 74, 83, 90. So when did you not need a man to co-sign for you? At what point? Yes! <laughs> I can't, I got this so wrong yesterday. 1974. That's it. You guys are right. It. I've always right. had my own credit card. My mom has not. My mom, though, is now a sole you know, owner of a home. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm solely using credit cards because PNC did not send me my new debit card back in December. It got lost in the mail. Rude. Sarah! Look at you. All right. Everyone hates us. Go. Whose designer engagement ring appeared in a catalog for $47,000? Pounds. Pounds. <laughs> I didn't know where to find it. <laughs> and Allie has it. Allie paid $47,000. Nope. 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 That was producer's job. Jake paid $47,000. Yeah! <laughs> Currently, Kate Middleton has it, and I will kill her and pry it off of her dead you better believe it it's not a threat that's not a threat what i said we're all doing okay (laughs) all right next molly back at it god this is a wild showdown conspiracy theorists in the death of amelia Earhart and john benet ramsey both accused who lockheed martin the illuminati the cia the catholic church all serious mark bain you better get this one (laughs) Mar- you mean Mark and Jack? Mark yeah! and Jack. <laughs> it was Lockheed Martin, those snakes. Okay. But to, to be fair, to say it for Mark, when Amelia Earhart was alive, it wasn't Lockheed Martin. It was just Lockheed. <gasps> He's so me. Martin killed John Bonnet <laughs> And Lockheed killed, killed Amelia Earhart. Okay. Got it. Now we all get it. Now we're all in the know. Martin <laughs> Care in the next room. I it, promise we're not. It's cheating. not rigged. It's not rigged. This is a good one. What was Harriet Tubman's birth name? Kate Hudson, (laughs) Becca Ramey, Rose Thornwater, Araminta Ross. This is an old episode. I feel like we did her a while ago. So long because she's a banger. (laughs) I love the discussion in the next room. (laughs) Yes! Minty! Her her nickname was Minty. Harriet was her mother's name, so she took it on to, like, pay her mother tribute, because a lot of times in slavery, you didn't get to pay tribute to your family, so she wanted to have her mom's name, which I think is beautiful, but she went by Minty, which is way cuter than Harriet, honestly. All right, Margin Care, still number one, but Elsie Marshall is coming for them. (laughs) Okay, of these first female leaders in Egypt, which one was not assassinated? <laughs> which is sad because three of these women so terrible. were assassinated. Benazir Bhutto, Korazin Aquino, Indira Gandhi, and Akila Ahashimi. Which one was not murdered? <laughs> terrible. This is a stumper. It is a stumper. This is a hard one. 
Good job, guys. Yes, Corazon Aquino of the Philippines died of cancer. Now, she, her husband was assassinated. He was a leader of the Philippines. And then she eventually also became a leader of the Philippines after his death. Benazir Bhutto, her father was a prime minister in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And then she became one and was assassinated. Indira Gandhi was a prime minister in India. And then... Our, wait, say it for me. Akila Al-Hashimi. Yes, she was from Iraq and she was under Saddam Hussein's Iraq and she was the person that they were using to transfer into American rule. So they were like, this is the one person in Saddam Hussein's party that we can transfer and help out with the new democracy. And she was assassinated. I'm so glad you know things. <laughs> I, I, I could not have done that. So that's who. But I also think that you covered all of those women, except for Akila. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You guys didn't want a history lesson. Oh, you got it. True believer. <laughs> what was the name of Judy Garland's childhood singing act? Was it the Candy Kids, the Garland Gals, the Gum Sisters, or the Lollipop Guild? <laughs> what? So does she represent the Lollipop Guild? Yes. Does she? Of course she does. Hmm. I was recently watching an interview with her, and she was like, those kids were drunk. Guys, everybody knows. Everybody got it. Woo! Yes. Gum Gum sister. was her. You know, I feel like if I spelled gum wrong, maybe people would have been faked a little bit more. You can't do that. I saw it right. That's not how multiple choice works. Multiple choice works. <laughs> okay. All right. What, what was, was? Go. Loretta Lynn's hometown. <laughs> was it Pigeon Forge, Greenhaven, Sudden Valley, or Butcher Hollow? Loretta Lynn. Look at her. Country singer extraordinaire. She's so cute. A, a hero, one might say. A heroine, but not the drug. <laughs> okay everybody here's the deal butcher hollow is the correct answer pigeon forge is dolly Dolly parton's hometown so don't feel bad if you got it wrong that's don't feel bad if you were fooled and sudden valley is the fake uh arrested development (laughs) (laughs) so you heard these words and you were like that sounds you heard them and also it's actually pronounced butcher holler Shut up. No way. I swear to God. That's what, no, that's just what people say because they don't no. know. No. Loretta Lynn pronounces it that way. Okay. I say on as on. And you're a psycho. <laughs> All right. Next question. Roll Who's in. in number one? Okay. Mar- still margin here. I, and Tristan popped up. They can't. What was wait. the first U.S. state to grant Carmen the right to vote? I'm s- and it was Not in the, okay. <laughs> this like literal graphic has the California, <laughs> Listen, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Now, also, you have to know this is statewide. This statewide, is statewide, not national. Mm-mm. Because this state did it well before other people. Like literally a lot. Okay, good. Ooh, I so like these answers. It's pretty low. And this is why. Wyoming is pretty far out west. And they were just like, we can do what we want, right? So they yeah, just let they, said. they just let women vote. And Montana and Wyoming are basically the same state, according to Longmire. Who said that? Longmire. <laughs> Slash Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you to prison. Sarah number two. Sarah. Long thank there. you. Okay, Miss Krista coming up. Tristan Miss Krista. Miss Krista, if you don't win, honestly, I might be disappointed. <laughs> just kidding. I love you no matter what. You're my hero. I'll send you a prize no matter what. (laughs) What other sport did Althea Gibson play professionally besides tennis? Last question. Last question. Golf, boxing, soccer, water polo. (laughs) I hate myself. 
for me. Me too. Okay. But myself, not yourself, myself. Perfect. Wow! Look at water polo. Three people. <laughs> okay. I love it. All right. Who won? Okay. Elsie Marshall. Third place. Third place. Second. Sarah. And Marjorie and Caroline. <laughs> All right. You guys don't get a prize, though. No. You don't get a prize. No, let's give Marjorie her own book. All right. We'll give Marjorie her own book and <laughs> signed by herself. <laughs> Okay, guys, listen, thank you so much for playing this absurd game. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to X out of this bananas situation. Now. Yes, leave. <laughs> Wait, we had to write it down. Sarah and Elsie. Yeah, Sarah and Elsie Marshall. You're getting prizes in the mail. I have your addresses because you guys are patrons. So and thank you for that. You. You're perfect. Okay, so here's the deal. Now what we're going to tell you is a random women's history fact. This is Sigourney Weaver's. 12th grade photo. 12th senior year. (laughs) Senior photo. Well, it depends where you're from. (laughs) So look at this. It says Sigourney. It's hidden, but it says Alexandra Weaver. That's her middle name. Alexandra with no I, just like me. No I. And her senior quote was, please, God, please don't let me be normal. A hero. I love that. And I guess love what? Sigourney Weaver. Best thing about this random fact <laughs> is that uh, she was in Holes, and that's the world's best movie. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and also, she just played a teen in a movie, and what? I think she did a good job. Yeah, Avatar Two: The Way of Water. Mm. Have I seen any of the Avatars? Absolutely not. I won't support it. Then why did you say she did a good job? Because I heard an interview with her. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> On a different podcast that shall not be named. Okay, it's not this one. And now, finally. This is for you guys in the comment section. Where are you listening from? What state? I know we have West Virginia. I know we have New York. Put it anyway. Put your put your zip code if you must. But I think it's a little personal. <laughs> I'm gonna hunt you down. <laughs> I think our our I think our farthest listener is if it's two one two one four. Holla at me. I think our farthest away <laughs> listener is Vero, who we nicknamed Ronnie for quite some time. So Veronica <laughs> was her name, and she would send us these requests and things, and we just started calling her Ronnie on the show. She's from South America. I don't know. We had no like idea. And like she was like, my, my nickname is Vero. I'm obviously pronouncing it wrong. I should be rolling R's or something. But <laughs> thank you to her for being here from... Where are you from? Ecuador? <laughs> Peru? I can't remember. I'm, I'm so sorry. I hate myself. But that's coming up. Let's look at these comments. All right. 22 feet away. Producer. Okay, of course. California. I hate you. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Yeah. We've got a lot of California. Lot- Detroit! Detroit! Talk to me! I thought you there! I thought you were from New York. Wow. Everybody here is a liar. I say live from New York for Tux, but... Look oh, the- look at the QA. Q&A. I don't know what- I don't know what that means. That's over here. Oh, Olivia. Hi. Thank you. Oh, Olga from Serbia. It is Serbia. We we didn't see the A. So I thought Serbia. Serbia. Bay Area, Fremont, California, Serbia, Cleveland, Ohio, Phoenix. Hey, I'm coming to Cleveland next week, Molly. Calm down. I'll be there. What? Meet me for dinner. West Virginia. Oh my gosh. We have a lot to talk about. Charles, why are you in California? Are you always in California? Is that a Canada, (laughs) Allie? That says Canada. (laughs) My God. I saw the first two letters. Okay. Paige, obviously. You guys are doing great. Thank you, Claire. (laughs) 
Paige in the 21214, shout out, holla at me. I'll see you for Five Goes West. <laughs> and if anybody else likes Five Goes West, let me know. Because I think it's much better than an American tale mm. and much more well-known. Okay, what's next? Okay, what? you're next. I'm All next. right, so one of the most amazing things about our show that we don't do or that we do do that other <laughs> that other people don't do is um, we decided early on that we were going to cover fictional women. And this is something that a lot of people say, is that history? And we decided, yes, it is. Of course. Because when a woman is portrayed in history, it shows what people think about them at the time. And usually we have male authors, we have male artists, um, and they're creating women. So what it shows us is who the women were at that given moment. So we've done that with women from Greece, right? Like the women on Olympus, that was a man creating what the ideal woman should be. So we cover women for that very specific reason. And in our very first episode, we covered Betty Boop and Marilyn Monroe. And it's a crap episode because we had no idea what we were doing. So Katie is going to do for our second story, a callback. And she is going to tell us what we currently know about Betty Boop. And I'm going to scooch out of the screen because I'm too much for the eye. Don't leave me. Um, So like Allie said, I did Betty Boop in our very, very first episode. I couldn't bear to listen to it because I didn't know what I was going to find. (laughs) But I did find in my research this week that one of the big news headlines was A new article in 2021 said that what we know about Betty Boop is not true. So I was a little worried about that. Um, Obviously, this is just a little quick update. So this is not going to be anything intensive. Maybe we'll do her again for our 400th episode if we make it. So (laughs) I'm going to start over. So I'm just going to do a little thing about Betty Boop. Because also, I don't know if a lot of people have heard that episode because it's our very first one and Apple podcast has decided that old podcast episodes don't matter, but they do. So Betty Boop first appeared on August 9th, 1930 in a cartoon short called Dizzy Dishes. And in this very first cartoon, she is actually supposed to be a dog. (laughs) And I remember that being a very shocking fact to me. But to get to this, we have to back up for another second to talk about Fleischer Studios. So they were early pioneers in their invention of rotoscope, which allowed animators to make their cartoons much more smooth and fluid. Um, So before rotoscope, cartoons were a little scary and jagged and like not very nice to look at. But with this, they were able to literally take videos of people like Cab Calloway and then draw on top of those videos. So when you see Cab Calloway kind of dancing, that's the thing that the little ghost is doing in Betty Boop and Snow White. Just a fun fact. (laughs) So they get this great revolutionary technology. And then Disney comes out with the character of Mickey Mouse, who is totally stealing their thunder. So they come out with a little dog character named Bimbo. But Bimbo... (laughs) was not quite hitting for people. So they started adding more side characters. One being a potential romantic partner, a jazz singer in a nightclub with a squeaky little voice singing a little song with a little boop, boop, boop. Yes, that has been there since the very first appearance of Betty Boop. (laughs) And she was supposed to be a French poodle. 
Let me know if you can see it when you look up pictures. <laughs> but after a few appearances, they realized the commercial value of this cute little character. So they ditched the ears, gave her some cute little gold hoop earrings, which I am wearing in honor of her. And they named her Betty Boop. <laughs> The first voice actress who portrayed her was Margie Hines, and then a few women after that, but Mae Questel is the best-known voice of Betty. She voiced her from 1931 to 1938, and then came back to voice her in Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1988. Can you believe that? You mean a masterpiece? You mean a masterpiece, a cinematic (laughs) masterpiece? Like Holtz? Like Holes. It's Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Holes. No, Holes is first. And then in third place. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Holes, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That's it. That's it. It's all the movies you need to watch in your life. People love Betty. She was cute and sexy and funny, but it didn't take long for her to land in her first lawsuit. Wait, are you going to bring up the Hayes Act? Of course I am, but not now. That's our least favorite act. This is about Helen Kane. Oh, so, I see. Yes. <laughs> Helen Kane sued the Fleischer Company for $250,000 for infringing on her likeness. And she claimed that because of this likeness, people were calling her Betty Boop. And Helen Kane was being erased from Hollywood. Rude. She, <laughs> very rude. And she also claimed that the singing voice and the boop 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 was a total ripoff of her baby act. So this thing goes to trial in 1934 and the evidence is strong that Helen, who was once referred to as the most menacing of the baby talk ladies, baby vamp vamp was a thing. It was uh, adult women putting on baby voices, which we still hate. I still hate. I I couldn't handle it in fourth grade. I can't handle it now. (laughs) And (laughs) so, We're whispering names. It's Becky, fine. Don't worry. Um, so <laughs> she's not a patron or involved in this at all. Um, but there was a strong case. You know, we got the voice. We have the strong physical resemblance. But then a star witness comes along. Theatrical manager Lou Bolton testified that Helen Kane can't claim that Betty was ripping her off because Helen was ripping off another performer. <gasps> A young black vaudeville star by the name of Baby Esther. Wait, are you or telling me that Esther black, Lee Jones? Are you telling me that black people got ripped off in America? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, crazy. And then, as far as the physical resemblance goes, the defense produced photos of the very famous Clara Bow and said Betty Boop also looks exactly like her. So, like, she does. Let's, she does. Clara Bow has like the pinched lip, like the yeah, that whole thing. So, with this new evidence, the case was ruled in favor of the defense. And in response, Helen reportedly said, the Lord, lousy. That was my best baby voice. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. You did a good frown, like a good turn down of the lip. Yeah. Thank you. Then unfortunately for Helen Kane, the Fleischers never really let her live it down. They had the voice actresses do this publicity thing where they begged Helen not to take their boop away. (laughs) And then they did a Betty short where she went on trial, like the actual cartoon character. Um, But Betty's troubles weren't over. And in 1934, the Hayes Code went into effect in Hollywood. This placed specific restrictions on the content that films could reference with sexual innuendos, which of course was like the whole thing with Betty Boop. 
So no longer a carefree flapper, Betty became a spinster housewife or a career girl who wore fuller dresses or skirts. And in an unforgivable act, they took her gold hoops away. What? Can you believe that? Big hoop energy no. only. <laughs> no hoop energy. No hoop energy for it's Betty. Exciting. Unbelievable. Even, even sister came down tonight in gold hoops because she was trying to rap. Everybody's doing it. It's a big thing. Um, I hope Paige is out there in the two and two and four with her gold hoops too. We believe so, in you, Paige. The hoopless toned down Betty soon lost fans mm-hmm. and they stopped producing her cartoons in 1939. The 50s saw a resurgence of Betty Boop in the form of merchandise. The 80s saw her come back in comic books. And of course, now she's just simply a cultural icon that anyone can recognize. Girl, it was the first bumper sticker I saw. <laughs> I know. I can picture it on the back of your truck. I had a Dodge Dakota pickup truck, <laughs> green, with a swoosh. And a Betty Boop bumper sticker with her leg up in the air <sighs> and a heart on the back. I thought I was very cool. And even though people just think of her as just a sex symbol, people forget that she was her own character. She may have started out as the love interest of a dog. (laughs) But who hasn't? Um, But but I want to make clear that she surpassed that and became her own thing. Mm -hmm. So we think of early cartoon characters like olive oil is just the female version of Popeye. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Minnie Mouse is the female version of Mickey Mouse. Of course. She was her own character. And she was her own person who flew planes. She was elected president. And best of all, she got to slap the shit out of a creep boss (laughs) who was being inappropriate with her. There was another cartoon where she like called the army and she was like, hey, my boss is like really being inappropriate with me. And then they cut to like images of like the Navy, like pushing ships out to go (laughs) save her. And she turns a like pencil sharpener into like a machine gun. Get away from me. So cheers to Betty who back in the 1930s sent out the message. Just because I am wearing a skimpy dress does not mean that you can touch me. Cheers to Betty. To Betty. (laughs) So that's what we do with uh, fictional women. If you've never been here, if you have, of course, then fine. (laughs) All right. What's next? (laughs) We're going to spin the wheel again. Spin the wheel. Exciting. But this time it's the wheel of everybody who ever registered for this show as of an hour ago, I think. Okay. So let me find it. (laughs) Guys, this is a real thing that's happening i'm skimming through my life okay so this was the wheel sean made that's That's patreon Patreon wheel Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna open the new one and it's the one with attendees and this is the wheel that maura made this is katie's friend who went to india with her who lives in boston salem boston she well she's from technically Keene, New Hampshire, okay. but she lives near the Boston area. So this is everybody who's here tonight. If you're not on this wheel, you registered like less than an hour ago. So sorry, but we're going to spin this wheel a lot and we're writing down the people who win. So this is, it's time. Let's see. Our next prize goes to. Oh, <gasps> 
Okay, so we did it. Now it's Amelia. Oh, Ronnie, congratulations. <laughs> so we have this issue with Vero a lot where we have to try to send her things, but it's in like South America. <laughs> so we keep well, trying. We'll do it for you. We keep trying we to love do it. you. It's such a thing. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm so excited that Vero won the prize. I know. Like, it's I'm really really excited. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> what we have to do now is we're doing a cocktail making competition, a big part of this show is that uh, we make a cocktail every week. My cocktails are terrible. Katie's <laughs> cocktails are fine. Not always true. Um, so producer packed us a box of supplies. Producer and fiance are going to be the cocktail triers. Sister is going to come in in a moment and time us. So we're going to get out the box. This is a chop, this is a chop situation. We're going to get out the box. We're going to look at what's in it. And then we're going to make cocktails and we're going to have three minutes. And then the boys are going to taste some and see who's is better. I am a hundred percent sure I'm going to lose, but also Leah. Yes. I do remember this, the theme song. Digging they, up them holes. Dig it. Yes. Oh, okay. Got to tuck my shirt in. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there is a box here. Okay. Sisters coming in with a timer. We have two shakers, two jiggers, two lemons, cocktail glasses, and uh, peelers. Also, a little behind the scenes, we lost the top of the shaker, so we just shake it with the jigger. It's a big situation. It gets everywhere. Also, so you should know, if there is tonic water in here, Katie's going to have to open it for me because she has all of the muscle. Okay. So, we're pulling out the box. All right. Don't start timing until we get all the stuff out. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a carton of eggs. I feel like we can grab it while we're doing no, it. Right? No, no, no. We have to tell okay. you. There's carton of eggs. There's two cinnamon sticks. There's clementine orange. Blue lemon. carousel. Classic. Gin. More. No, that's blue raspberry. Ginger. There are another classic. Bourbon peaches. peaches. Oh my gosh. Rose liqueur. Lemon. Lime. I mean, cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> Rose liqueur. We bought five years ago with the cork in it. Okay, so Katie, what's the goal? To make the grossest cocktail or the best Make cocktail? the best cocktail, obviously. Okay. Oh, wait, I brought us in a thing of ice. This is a thing of ice. Okay. Okay, everybody. We're Marjorie, how long do we get? You said three minutes. Three minutes. Okay, that's... Can we have more than that? What? No, that's more time. It's than more than Okay. Ready? Oh! Three, Allie. one, go! Right! <laughs> it's cold. Okay, I have gin. I'm doing okay. it. I'm doing it. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I can't even remember what I put in here. You don't have a knife to cut it. Put it in a knife! 
I'll rip it open. Presentation on this one, I oh. appreciated. I look, I put cinnamon like... sticks in there for a reason. All right, everybody, go away. Okay, get out of here. Get out of here. Close all the doors. All right, bye, everybody. Shocker, we tied. <laughs> <laughs>
Because we're both perfect. <laughs> Give it to me, I'm perfect. Okay, I think that's the thing. We're, oh, wait. Okay. No, seriously, you have to leave now. Nobody likes you. Get out. Okay, guys. So now we have our next crazy woman's history fact. And then we're going to have our buddy is from California here soon, I think. No, they're here. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're here. Um, <laughs> okay, so our next women's history fact is. Oh, that's a question. We already did that. <laughs> Look how cute Minnie is. I love these things now that are like, let's normalize this. <laughs> Minnie being cute. And I will say that was me earlier, just like sipping coffee or tea or soup in my house. So I saw this mm-hmm. and it was just on my Instagram story and I screenshot it because I was like Minerva Mouse was one of our early episodes or the end of Ooh. season one. It was the end of season one. And I will say it was one of our most iconic episodes because it was so bad. <laughs> I overcorrected for many. So and I, I undercorrected for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> so we went on for hours yeah. about the two of them. And neither and cocktail was good. No, my neither, cocktail wasn't good. Yours was fine. Mine was good, but it was, uh, yeah, your cocktail was terrible that yes. night. Okay. That was really bad. It was the most terrible cocktail. Sorry, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may you rest in peace in your favor. Okay, so our question to put in the chat, who is your favorite woman from her story? And I know Katie and I talk about this a lot. For me personally, Claire Bear, my best friend, is out there yelling Nellie Bly because that is my <laughs> favorite woman from history. And I just can't get over her. I don't know yeah. why. I just think it's crazy that she was like, I will go into a mental institution for a bit. Yeah. Who, if you had to pick one person. Gut reaction, it's always the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, she's I crazy. She's I, crazy. I just, I love her so much. I think it, I, I mean, you know, I have an obsession with the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So I love that mm-hmm. she survived that and then survived like another crazy event. Anita Hill. Anita Hill, of course. Thank oh, you. Our- <laughs> Rachel, you're thank you Lee Miller, of course. Yes. Also, thank you. Stephanie, I love the RBG app. Thank you. Thank but you for I that. you're lying. We're Wilma being Rudolph, So good. Yes. Olivia. Also coming from a mom of a Wilma. Um, uh, you own a Wilma. You own, you, you're a perfect. <laughs> and oh, and Wilma's her dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, that's how I named her, of course. <laughs> yes. Sister-in-law is perfect oh, in gosh. every way. And Lee Miller, of course, who we're going to learn about. <laughs> I mean, we, we're about to. Learn oh, about so exciting! Oh, so many women, Marjorie. Thank you. So here's the deal: we are about to jump into hashtag history, and here's the thing: we met them in a very different way than we met Beyond Reproach. Because um, when you have a podcast, you tend to meet other podcasts, and we became friends with Rachel and Leah over COVID mm-hmm. because both Katie and Rachel were talking on the podcast about the fact that they had to postpone their weddings. So we had two very recognizable podcasts about two very cool girls, Katie and Rachel, who were postponing their weddings and talking about their emotions on the show. And I mean, who was not talking about their emotions during COVID? And it, (laughs) it really actually sunk 
an unsinkable bond <laughs> between our shows, between this East Coast and West Coast, these two women dealing with the exact same thing. Obviously, me and Leah are like just kind of a side effect and it's whatever. <laughs> We're perfect as well and would probably have a lot of fun having a cocktail together. But I think that um, Katie and Rachel really dealt with something that a lot of yeah. women were dealing with in the country. And it was really good to hear about it online. So, yeah. And I just got my refund from our canceled honeymoon. It was a thousand years online for that. So, and now I think Rachel's pregnant, right? Yeah. Rachel's pregnant or just really, or just really fast with twins. Oh my God. Rachel's definitely pregnant. Believe it. I know we're so excited. So, so many life changes in the past couple of years. I am going to pin my beautiful, beautiful Rachel and Leah. We talked with them about Tanya Harding on their show and they are here to be with us. So about let's... Lee Miller, Lee Miller, the an icon, an icon. <laughs> so I'm going to try and figure all this pinning out because I'm insane. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yes, uh, we can hear you. Yes. Leah, you're super <laughs> quiet. No, you're good. Or maybe you guys now. can hear her. She's super quiet for me. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll just talk really loud. No, you're both time. pinned. You're good. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. Uh, yes, so, thank you. And I had actually forgotten that that was how we met or or how we got started talking was all the wedding drama. So now I'm I'm feeling very bothered and triggered again. So thank you for that. <laughs> I had almost gotten over it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So as they said, today we're going to be talking about Lee Miller, uh, who was just an absolutely incredible woman, if you haven't heard of her before. Um and we owe a lot to Lee. So most notably, many of the pictures that we have from the front lines of World War II, as well as the liberation of the concentration camps, can be traced back to Miller. She's the one that took them. And that is just a tiny, tiny snapshot of the really incredible, complex woman that Miller was. And we're going to do just a quick kind of like top 10 facts about her uh, so you can get to know her a little better. So fact number one, I forgot I was going first. Um, fact number one, Elizabeth Lee Miller was born on April 23rd, 1907 in Poughkeepsie, New York. So fact number two, and this one's pretty wild. She had a complicated, if not traumatic childhood. She was raped by a family friend and she developed gonorrhea when she was only seven years old. Following this incident, her girlhood was essentially gone and her father started taking or, or he started treating her as more of a woman. And in one of the ways that he did that was by taking pictures of her nude and posing in inappropriate positions. We really don't know now how exactly she felt about these pictures and any trauma that she might have experienced as a result. But what we do know is that this here was the beginning of the presence of both photography and modeling in her life. Yeah. I turned up my mic, so hopefully it's better now. Uh <laughs> I, I turned up my volume. <laughs> it would appear that I needed to turn on the volume in my headphones. Perfect. <laughs> okay. You are now screaming. Thank you. <laughs> I will try not to then. Okay. 
Uh, fact number three, Miller moved to Man- Manhattan in her early adulthood. And this next part quite literally sounds like a Hallmark movie. Uh, while she was crossing the street in Manhattan and she was about to be hit by an oncoming car, she was actually saved by none other than Condé Nast. Nast um, I don't know. How do you pronounce his last name? Nost? You said it correctly, Nost. Yeah. Nost, yeah, okay. He was uh, the very, very infamous publisher of Vogue at the time, and then later also Vanity Fair and The New Yorker. And um, he was just completely blown away by her absolute gorgeousness, and so he asked her to model and put her on the cover of Vogue just like that. It's Crazy. an actual Hallmark movie, for sure. Yeah, it sure. is. <laughs> she was, I mean, she was beautiful, and she was a super sought after model for the next few years until her picture was used for a particular ad without her consent. Her picture was used for a Kotex ad. So Kotex, of course, being the American brand of menstrual hygiene products like pads and tampons. This 1928 ad was the first ever ad for menstrual hygiene products that featured a human being in the picture. And it was super controversial because everyone prepare yourself here. We can't actually visualize women with their menstrual stifles. Like that, that's just too much. That's too much. Legally, Miller did pose for this picture and she had signed the model release, but similar to many Americans, Miller was horrified when she saw her face on the ad and was pretty much kicked out of the modeling world as a result. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) Super classy. And now we have, you know, commercials of people dancing while they're on their periods. Yeah, totally. There's definitely a lot of human association in those ads now. Yeah. Guess what? That's what people do when they're on their period. Yeah. Yeah, They continue to live their lives. Crazy. It would appear. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Fact number five, eventually Miller wound up in Paris and sought the tutelage, if you will, of an infamous surrealist photographer and painter you may have heard of called Man Ray. Miller kind of weaseled weaseled her way in not only as his apprentice, but also as his lover after some convincing, apparently, and stayed with him for three years. Um, Wow. Yeah. During this time, Ray and Miller developed a photography technique called solarization, which is when you reverse the negative and positive components in a picture. Uh, Miller also became quite chummy with other famous Parisian artists at this time, like John Cocteau and Pablo Picasso, uh, the former of whom would actually go on to paint Miller a total of six times. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, while she was visiting London with her lover, Roland Penrose, she came front row and center with the World War II action and took pictures of the Blitz, the bombing campaign carried out by Germans on the UK in 1940 and 1941. This inspired Miller to become a part of the war effort, armed with the best weapon that she had, her camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. So Miller ended up becoming an accredited war correspondent for Vogue, which is kind of unheard of at the time for a woman to be doing that. And 
took some of the most unbelievable and recognizable photos associated with World War II, including the SS Garden Canal picture, which I highly encourage you all to look up if you can, um, and if you have the stomach for it, it is a little dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, also photos of um, the Nazi concentration camps like Dachau. Um, and these images became some of the first photographs of the absolute atrocities and horrors of the Nazi concentration camps that people ever saw. Mm-hmm. So that was Lee doing her thing, taking those photos and sharing those horrors with the world. Mm-hmm. And then also probably most notably or most recognizable was her infamous self-portrait of her sitting in none other than Hitler's bathtub. Yes, this is probably my favorite fact about her. This is fact number eight. She snuck into Hitler's apartment. She stripped down um, until she was naked, got into his bathtub, and she had a picture taken of herself there. She put her boots that were covered in mud um, from her time on the front lines of the war. She put those boots in front of the bathtub to make sure that they were also photographed just to kind of show Hitler and show the world, like, look at what you did. Um, she she was just so bold and so brazen. So she takes not only this picture, but she also takes a bath in the bathtub and she would also sleep in Hitler's bed. She did all of this on April 30th, 1945, not knowing that this was actually the same day that Hitler would commit suicide in his Berlin bunker. Yeah. Talk about being in a the right right place at the right time i like I guess at so. a weird time i don't know if that's yeah. the right time but <laughs> being in a weird place at a weird, weird time. place at a weird time <laughs> <laughs> back number nine after the war like so many others on the front line miller suffered from what we now know to be ptsd and depression Uh, So she became a really heavy drinker and she did some really off the wall things. um, And then she did actually end up having her one and only child at the age of 40, which like crazy for the time having a child at 40. And then she moved away to the country and became kind of a a shut in a recluse. Uh, She refused to market, sell or display her photographs to the public or even to her family hoping instead to to forget it all it was really hard on her and I think she really struggled with the things and the horrors that she saw when she was in Germany and on the front lines Mm -hmm. so final fact number 10 on July 21st 1977 Miller died at the age of 70 from cancer it was only after her death that her son found over 60,000 materials of Miller's artwork in the attic of their country estate and I remember when Leah and I first did research uh, about this and recording this episode about Lee Miller. We kind of got emotional about that, just not knowing something so major about your parent uh, that's really, really moving that you find something like that after their death. His uh, discovery of this, her son's discovery, really inspired him and he and his wife, um, so Miller's daughter-in-law, they would eventually convert Uh, Miller's estate into a museum and he would also publish the first ever biography about her about his mom in 1985 and it was titled The Lives of Lee Miller. Love her. Amazing. So cool. The picture of her in the bathtub with her boots is 
iconic. I, I need so, to get it printed so for my house. It yeah, is so that iconic. would actually be a really good piece of art. You I'll know, put that in the nursery the for the babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something for you to remember me by. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Well, well, thank you so much. That was perfect. I know it's like uh, you're pregnant, so you can't drink. And it's also like 3 p.m. So I'm so sorry. We are like the absolute worst friends. But no, that doesn't stop me. It's fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Leah will take care of it for all of us. Thank you for joining us from California. It's so important that you're here and your show is so amazing and it's touching so many people Mm -hmm. and you guys are just really good at what you do. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. much. I've been having so much fun. I was literally almost crying. I was laughing so hard at the cocktail making. So (laughs) yes, love it. Leah and (laughs) I were texting each other back and forth. Like this chaos is so beautiful. (laughs) This is our life. This is our life. So get so ready because light, more is about it's to happen. More is happening. I was going to be honest. I was not expecting to rip a mandarin in half of my hands. <laughs> that was a shock to me. Add pin um, to me. <laughs> Remove pin from Leah. I'm so sorry. I'm obsessed with right. seeing your face. But okay. Obsessed. We're going to spin the wheel again. We're going to spin the wheel again. And we're going to make sure that the wheel is now somebody who's in our presence. <laughs> I have to find it though. It's really hard to share a screen because it asks you which screen you would like to share. And you say, I don't know, every time. So here's the thing. These are our attendees. So the, did we already say more made this? Yes, we did. Okay, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. So, and Vero is from Ecuador. Is yes. in Ecuador. Vero, Thank you for messaging us. Yeah, Vero was like, hi, I'm not in Peru. Comment. I'm in Ecuador and she's like, she's a a very uh, passionate listener who talks to us a lot. And then also is a patron and Vero, like when I'll be like, Hey, I'm sending everything out, send your address. She'll say, don't worry about it. It's, it's no, we will worry about it. She goes, it's too much money to send to Ecuador. And I'm like, I will, you're literally paying me to do this stupid show. I will send you things in Ecuador. And the ring light just fell down. But that's okay. We'll do it. All right. Okay, let's spin the wheel. Spinning the wheel. <laughs> Suzelle. Thank you. You have one. Katie, write it down. You have one. I have to mail, write it down. Have to mail things to people. <laughs> okay, and then I think from there. Uh, we have our random history fact. Random history fact, and um, yeah. Oh, we don't need Kahoot anymore. Calm Mm. down. (laughs) I'm glad you guys get to see this happen. Oh, (laughs) we're talking about the Scully effect. Here's the thing: we're half fictional and half real life podcasts. So, in uh, X Files, we obviously have Scully, who's a very important person in the show much better than Mulder obviously (laughs) and because of this fictional character more women have become college majors in science and law and medicine and I just think it's amazing because this woman also just recently played Margaret Thatcher in The Crown and did an amazing job at that so it's pretty it's pretty cool that one actress is like really this fictional woman and also this real life woman who everybody's like oh okay who's making a difference I love it a big difference it's okay to just be like mm-hmm. this is what I do for a living and it might not be a big deal to you but it's a big deal to me and she's great yeah 
there any other? Oh, oh. okay. Question. What's your favorite history episode? We have an answer. <laughs> well, I have an answer. <laughs> I have an answer, and I had a different answer that I thought of a moment ago. And I listen, and I know people (laughs) here might not all listen. Some of us are family and friends that don't care what we do, but I'm obsessed with the Medusa episode. It was first season. It was Evelyn Nesbitt. It was a a combo, a life changer. We we learned a lot that episode. And I think we learned a lot about the show. Yes, we did. Um, There was another one that I thought of and it completely slipped my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Krista, to say you love Minnie and RBG is so funny. Thank you for loving (laughs) that episode. Miss Krista is a hero of ours. An absolute hero. Lives in Long Island and changes our life on a regular basis. (laughs) And makes her husband drink all of our cocktails. Mr. Krista. Mr. Krista. We don't know his name. (laughs) I was like, I was thinking of because like we're talking about women to cover on this, and I thought about Caress Crosby. I loved her. She was so so crazy. She was the one who like she invented the bra. That's what she's mm. famous for. And she is also less famous for, but I think should be more famous for. She threw a party in Paris and came in like on an elephant topless with like a mm. turquoise wig. Right. And she's wild. A perfect so, person, maybe. And then I had another good ep- good idea, but I couldn't remember it. Yeah. So because that's how it is. Oh, and Maria Montessori. I agree. Sarah, we cried in that episode. Oh, actually, speaking of crying, that was one of mine. The Girl Scout episode. You cried. Well, we're doing that at we're the doing end. That at you the end. cry at every episode. I cried every episode. I um, cried at the Maria Montessori episode. One of my three. One of your three. And another one was the, the founder of the Girl Scouts. Yes. Unbelievable. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Good you, everybody. Call. I cried <laughs> Sarah. The girl's got a and the ancient women. Oh, I loved mm-hmm. the episode we did on like um Merit Ptah, mm-hmm. all of, like the old like ancient Egyptian like ways to tell if you're pregnant. I like, alligator dung. <laughs> I got in a car accident while I was researching the Merit no. Ptah episode. Yeah, I I totaled my car <laughs> doing research on this on that. But now okay. I have a great car. It's but a super now. and I will die. Okay, everyone. My name's Allie, and I, (laughs) go ahead and intro me, Katie, do whatever you got to do. Allie is an educator, sure, a painter, what? A hero (laughs) among everyone. She's the number one person who I ask the question daily, how does she find the time? Hmm. Because Allie's life is outrageous, it's so much more hectic than mine, and yet she does 99% of the work on this show. So that's what you need to know about this <laughs> is that Allie does 99% of the work and does a hundred percent more in her job and personal life than I do. So <laughs> she's amazing. She's incredible. And the least I could do this week was give her a quarter with <laughs> the person that she did on this is she's going to do tonight. Anna May Wong. My beautiful, beautiful person. <laughs> And I am about to tell you all about anime long. If I could figure out how to very beautifully without looking stressed out, share my screen. Oh, here she is. There you go. Okay. Because I'm an educator, I cannot do it without a PowerPoint. So please excuse me for all (laughs) of my pictures. 
give me a PowerPoint. So I hadn't decided, (laughs) I hadn't decided on what I was going to do until Michelle Yeoh won an Oscar a couple weekends ago. And I, of course, love the Oscars and was in a mess about it. So I want to tell you about the woman who built the staircase for Michelle Yeoh to win her Oscar. So I have 10 facts for you. Fact number one, Anna Mae Wong started her career in silent films, which most women could not transfer between silent films Mm -hmm. to talkies. It was really, really hard. And this woman specifically was stereotypically given roles of Asian women. The problem was for her that she was third generation Chinese American. So she was born and raised in LA and people complained that she sounded too American. So they saw her on screen as an Asian woman and then said, you sound too much like you're from America. So she got a dialect coach and anime Wong learned not only how to speak in a British accent, a generic American accent, but also how to speak in French, German, and Mandarin so that she could play any part that people brought to her. Fact number two. After Lincoln and his fun Emancipation Proclamation was signed, The Civil War was over in America, but we entered a period called Reconstruction, and it was not an excellent period in American history. So what happened was they decided that we had to limit the amount of foreigners coming into the country. So the first ever law to ban people that were of a different race coming into this country was the Chinese Exclusion Act. That happened before Anna Mae Wong was alive. But because of that, when she was growing up in LA, to every one Chinese woman, there were four to five to six Chinese men. The reason for that is they decided during the Chinese Exclusion Act that women, Chinese women were considered sex workers. Mm -hmm. So it was a big discriminatory thing. And because of that, she had a lot of people um, that were kind of coming after her to be their wife. But Anna Mae Wong was not interested in being anyone's wife. She did have relationships throughout her life, but her relationships were with either white men or with women. And both of those things were illegal at the time. So obviously we don't um, label people after they have passed, but many people look at Anime Wong as a bisexual icon because she did have relationships with both men and women and was not willing to get married and have children like many people were willing at the time. That's number three. <laughs> when California, hey friends in California, started building the famous Grauman's Chinese theater they had anime wong drive in the first rivet they called her they said come here we want you to put the first rivet in this theater so that everybody knows what's going on however 18 months later when they opened it they had a grand opening celebratory event for the public 
they decided to not invite Anna Mae Wong because she was a woman of color. So it was a theater that was centered around her culture and around her life. And she was sent away yet again, even though she helped made it be built. Fact number four, Anna Mae Wong was an icon of fashion. As the first Asian American actress of all time, like to get, uh, I mean, to get of all time, of all time, to, to get any notoriety at all. She was so famous in Hollywood, so famous. Katie. Yeah, she was really, really famous. The most famous of all time. Um, there were two common stereotypes put on her. One, you're going to be a super sexy seductress, or two, you're going to be a quote dragon, dragon lady. lady. Mm-hmm. And she was not willing, she was willing to do that in film, but regularly she said, it's the 1920s and I'm a flapper. So she fought people and she came out just regularly looking like a 1920s flapper. And in the early 30s, a New York magazine named Anna Mae Wong the best dressed woman in the world. What a honor <laughs> and honor to be the best dressed woman in the world i'm not even the best dressed woman on like goodwood road i'm not the best dressed <laughs> woman here <laughs> in this home okay so can i move it okay here we go well you went from four to six did i yeah oh here we five, go five. so here's the deal anna may wong was very interested in world war ii she was born and raised in the united states her parents were born and raised in the United States. Her grandparents were not. Her grandparents were from China. And when she found out that Japan had invaded Man- Manchuria, she was really upset. So she started raising money in America for World War II. And everybody's like, World War II, that's not our problem. Not a big deal, not a big deal. So Anime Wong continues to work towards America, really getting involved. And then Pearl Harbor is bombed. And when Pearl Harbor gets bombed, the American government leans on Anime Wong. They say, hey, can you help us film some propaganda videos? And she does. She sits in as Chinese women in propaganda videos. She sits in as Japanese women in propaganda videos. And she starts to visit men around the country. She visits white men. She visits black men. She visits Hispanic men and Asian men who are about to be shipped off to war for our country and is going around telling them it's going to be okay. And then in Hollywood, they have a gala, a gala that Anna Mae Wong helped to plan. And they decide that they are going to invite everyone in Hollywood except for anime Wong. She was not invited to this gala, even though she raised the tens of thousands of dollars again to make this gala happen. And she did back away gracefully, which is something that I could never do. Absolutely not. (laughs) Fact six. When anime Wong could not be a part of America, she decided she was going to go to Europe. In Europe, there were less rules about interracial relationships. So she said, I'm going to go there so that I can kiss somebody on screen. It was illegal for a woman of color at that time to kiss a white man on screen. 
So she went and acted in England and France and Germany. And her first on-screen kiss was on stage in London with a white man. It's really cool. Which is illegal. It was illegal in America for her Mm -hmm. to kiss a white man. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Fact seven. She hears that back at home... Pearl Buck's novel, The Good Earth, which you see on one side of the screen, was set to be made into a movie. And she goes, this is my part. This is it. It's about to happen. It's two Asian leads. And the problem is, anytime a white man is cast as a lead, she can't be cast as his opposite because she's not allowed to kiss him on screen. So she's like, okay, this is the role. She goes and she tells all the producers and she tells all all of Hollywood and even the newspapers are like anime Wong set for this role. She's amazing. However, they decide to cast a white man from Austria. And because of that, she knows that she will not get cast as the lead in this role. Another white woman gets cast and anime Wong gets cast as her little sister surrounded by white Americans And she turns the role down. She says, I will not act in this film because I think that it is the wrong casting. And to rub salt in the wound, Anime Wong's substitute, the woman who played the character she was supposed to play, gets an Oscar for Best Actress. Sucks. (laughs) It ate that. Really sucks. And most of America knows it sucks. (laughs) So fact eight. In terms of the Oscars, in the last 85 years, 95 years, I mean, there has been only one Asian woman who has won Best Oscar or Oscar for Best Actress Mm -hmm. ever. So what we have on one side of your screen is Marlene, I think, right? Marley. Well, it's like Marley. Yeah. M-E-R-L-E. Marley. Oberon? Oberon. Oberon. Katie's the person who sounds things out for me because I can't read. It's fine. So (laughs) she got nominated for an Oscar in 1935. Sister sent this to me. And she, after her death, we found out that she was passing as white her whole life. Oh my God. Yeah. So the woman on the that. one side of your screen, she got not, she didn't win, but she got nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. and she had been passing as white and very similar to Rita Hayworth mm-hmm. who had been passing as white when she was Hispanic. Um, so that is the most famous mm-hmm. like Asian American kind of like mishap, but also Natalie Portman. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Natalie Portman has often been listed as an Asian American actress who won an Oscar because she is partially Israeli. Yeah. But I it's reaching for straws. Like I'm not against somebody from no, 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 Israel no, no. being but, being an Asian American actress, but I think we're talking about something different. Yeah. So we have Michelle Yeoh who is the first Asian American woman to, or just Asian woman in general to ever win best actress. And in the 1,808 acting nominations, that means for best actress and best supporting actress for men and women, there have only ever been 23 Asian nominations and only six people have ever won. Mm -hmm. And Michelle Yeoh is one of them. 
So with that being said, in 1960, after her death, because Anna Mae Long was never treated with respect in her life Mm -hmm. from anyone, the Hollywood film people (laughs) decided that she would get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1960. And then after that, like 50 years later, (laughs) in 2019, Lucy Liu got the second Chinese American star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And they decided to put her star directly adjacent to Anna Mae Wong. And Lucy Liu brought up Anna Mae Wong in her acceptance mm. speech, saying that she was starting her own little Chinatown <laughs> right <laughs> on the square. And then finally, the best thing ever is that Anna Mae Wong is currently part of our history. In 2022, the U.S. Mint decided that they were going to release five U.S. quarters that were celebrating women in history who built America on currency. And one of the five women that they chose was Anna Mae Wong. She was the second quarter released. We have one right here. I brought it. I found it. I found it on my couch yesterday. We have it right here. The only other quarter that's been released was for Maya Angelou. Thank you, Tux and Stephanie. (laughs) Um, and there are going to be three more released this year. So anime Wong changing the world and, uh, Stephanie Yo and all the amazing American women are, uh, Asian American women mm-hmm. are on your shoulders and she's perfect. What a great story. I, and it's so timely and I just, I love anime Wong. Mm-hmm. And when we did our episode on her, I was really moved. Um, so thank you for bringing it her to us her to our attention again I think she's perfect (laughs) and I'm ready for her to be perfect so (laughs) what we have to do is some final things let's should we spin the wheel again we'll spin the wheel again and while we're spinning the wheel ask us anything oh yeah type anything that's another thing so I want to if you have questions for us let us know if you don't that's also fine but we're going to spin the wheel again (laughs) (laughs) for one more prize and then we're going to give you some stats about the show. Yeah. We're so close to <laughs> Which them. are really fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to share you the are show doing right now. <laughs> we've also had uh, an entire bottle of wine I, that I don't think people know about. It's been secret. And I'm trying secret to... Secret wine. Secret, there's Anna. Well, you know, here's the whole hey, thing, Anna. too, is that we also... Hold on. I got it. There you go. There I did it, it. I did it. Okay. Ready? All right. Let's spin it again. This Luna again. I hope it's Don and Peg. Honestly. My daughter. No. I'm sorry. We gotta sorry. No. no. Sorry. Eliza, you don't win. I'm right. sorry. Look, I'm gonna even No, move. what if we did the one below it? Misty. No, Peter. no, I'm just I'm okay. just removing her from the yeah, show. Remove it. <laughs> We're not nobody even cares about you, Eliza. <sighs> Brian S. A boy. Brian. A boy. Hi boy. All right, Brian. Don't know who you are. We're gonna we're gonna send you something in the mail. We have books. We have playing cards. We have so much to send. One candle. (laughs) Okay, so you can ask us anything in the chat. We are working on that, and we're what we're also gonna do to finish out the show is we're gonna toast the women. We're gonna show you some stats about our show, and just you guys are the most amazing people who have helped build build this show. We couldn't do it alone. No, we couldn't. Ah, we couldn't. 
if no one listened, we would have stopped a while ago. Yeah. For <laughs> some reason, so many people care. So, um, I feel like, oh, here it is. We have currently, uh, there are 70 authors that have done books with us. Yeah. What's the Unbelievable. Eight? What's the eight, Kate? The eight is the number of other podcasts we have been featured on. Mm. We have had 22 mini episodes that are just random shit we talked about. <laughs> My favorite of which is um, the Christmas one where we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I hate that one. I know you do. I had to edit it so much. You got so drunk beforehand. It was a problem. More drunk than we've ever been. Yeah, it was Um, problematic. (laughs) It was a problematic show for me. 42, the number of countries where we have been streamed. Mm. Number one is the number of bottles of SoCo that Katie specifically bought for an episode and then dropped it and it broke on the way into my house. So I'll never forget. It was Helen Keller. <laughs> it was Helen Keller. Well, she couldn't I, see it. She couldn't see it. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't know. Um, <laughs> but see, yeah, it. it was also the night of my uh, terrible shame. <laughs> Katie didn't pay a man. I didn't pay him. He was like, all right, that'll be like $20 and 40 cents or whatever. And I gave him a 20 and I said, keep the change. And he goes, no, it's $20 and 40 cents. I said, yeah, I know. Keep Keep the the change. change. Katie robbed a liquor store. And he goes, that's fine. I'll just get it out of the take a penny drawer. And I was like, okay. Not referencing at all. And then I left and I was like, my God, I just <laughs> robbed a liquor store. Kate robbed a liquor store and then and came I, over and immediately broke the and thing. I, and I broke the thing that I bought. It's it was very terrible. upsetting. It was very so upsetting. I, yeah. Okay. Anyways, 200. 200 is the number of episodes that Katie and I have cried. Or no, number created. Week, created. And then because of that, that's the number that Katie has cried. I cried. Katie cries every week. Pretty much every week. It's pretty upsetting. But number but three, three, that's the number that Allie's cried. Allie's only cried at three. So I know the um, Girl Scout one, mm-hmm. you cried at that. The image of the founder of the Girl Scouts was carried off in a casket by little Girl Scout girls. I don't cry Which is the screen. most upsetting image I could ever think of. Um, and then the, uh, the Kennedy one. Oh my God. I bawled. Bald my Rosemary eyes. Kennedy. Bald my eyes Rosemary off. Kennedy. And I am like very uncomfortable crying on the podcast. Yeah. So like those are the two big ones. And then I put in one for fun. Yeah. <laughs> the X one for fun. One for fun. We don't even talk about And it. then so we know the number 410. <laughs> we we're celebrating 200 episodes right now, but we've actually released 205, which means <laughs> that we have had 410 women. 410 cocktails and when we started this the most common question we got was are you gonna run out are you gonna run out (laughs) and we have a 70 page google doc of women that have been requested because we didn't know at first either and i think the most beautiful thing is that from every country from every person we continually yeah women requests get people that we've never heard of you've never heard of and i just love that there are yep still so many people to be uh talked about wait that women are 50 percent of history for all of life (laughs) okay so what we're gonna do 
We're going to toast. Are there any questions? Oh, yeah. yeah we should look to oh, any questions. Are there questions? Just in case there are any. Oh, oh I Beatrix. Too. That was a good one. Yeah. The Girl Scout episode. Mm-hmm. Girl Scouts. <laughs> Everybody cried for the Girl Scouts one. I know Marjorie did too. <laughs> what is Olga? Mom, what are you talking about? FYI. FYI. Mm-hmm. Oh, Merle. Mer- I said Meryl. She said Meryl runs the So it's Merle. Merle Pata? Thank no, what? Merle Osborne. Or, Who? Uh, the woman I was talking about, the Asian woman. My mom's telling me what her oh. name was. Because my mom knows. we're talking about Merit Pata. Listen, but, if you ever want to do a trivia sorry. game, do it with my mom. When Thank are you, you releasing mom. a cocktail book? We, we're okay, in the middle of writing. <laughs> it is. We're, that is the thing. It's being written. The cocktail book is happening. Yes, Thank it is you. happening. We are working on it. It's just that I am lazy and Allie is a superstar. <laughs> so that is the actual answer. Sarah that W question. said Rosemary and Kennedy haunts my heart. I know. I me too. That episode. Honestly, haunt. too. We do a lot of episodes and like I never buy the because I'm an asshole. I never buy like the biography or the autobiography. I do sometimes. I, I do sometimes. sometimes. Rosemary Kennedy, I bought. Yeah. Because yeah. that is an important Because it's insane. Okay. okay. Allie, this is how we end every episode. Who would you like to toast? Okay. So tonight my toast is very simple. <laughs> I want to toast women for being born into a war they didn't know they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we are all in together without any you didn't know we didn't yeah, know we didn't know and we're all fighting a we're all fighting a battle cheers. that we didn't sign on for <laughs> cheers and katie i'm gonna toast the women who we haven't done yet oh break my heart why don't you i will i'm gonna make you cry right here and now it won't happen i know <laughs> One of the things that has blown my mind about this whole podcast experience is the women who we talk about. And I'm like, how have I never heard of her? Like, that's so ridiculous. And so many people have had that same experience. Mm -hmm. And there are tons more women who we have yet to uncover. So I want to toast them because their story is just important as any story that we have covered so Mm -hmm. far. So cheers to the we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> cheers. And feel free to cheer somebody on mm-hmm. the uh, chat. The chat. And Stephanie, Tux, Leah, Rachel, if there's anything you. that you want to say about Alice or... <laughs> or Lee Miller. Or anyone that or you want to toast. We are ready for a toast. And they've also done such good work on their podcast. So much research and... As two people who do basically, like we call it like our our middle school book report on (laughs) a person every week, we understand that it, it's so much that goes into the, to it that people don't see. Mm -hmm. And there's so much of like, oh my gosh, I just Googled my person for this week and their Wikipedia page is this tiny. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have to read a lot of What am I going to do? (laughs) (laughs) So again, thank you all. And I also want to offer one final toast. We have Rachel. She's up. There's Rachel. Yes, I'm just going to do a toast to you, ladies, to Katie and Allie. Steph, was that your same idea? It was. How dare well, you? You can, you can <laughs> toast better than I can because all I'm toasting with is nasty water. But oh, you ladies- I'm so sorry you're pregnant. That's the worst. No, <laughs> no she's having two girls. Don't be <gasps> sorry. She's, she's. Are she's they going to host a podcast? She's adding to the <laughs> army. Hashtag history. I like it. I mean, 
adding to the army. I like that. But yes, let's all just say a toast to Allie and Katie for a wonderful podcast, a wonderful live show. You did such a great job. This was so fun. And I desperately wish I could be on your level of, um, (laughs) of tipsiness. (laughs) We're drunk. Mm -hmm. Sorry, mom. Yeah. (laughs) This was really fun. Thank you for having us. Like this was incredible. And yeah, the toast to like all of the women that you haven't talked about, like hit me in my spirit. Like I'm like, I was off camera being like, okay, I want (laughs) to say something, but let me dry my eyes. Um, Yeah, really amazing. And I I just, I'm so excited to see, to hear the the stories that you uncover. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. Oh, we've just had such a fun time tonight. And it's so great to connect with people again. And because especially because this podcast was airing in such odd times. Mm. Um, <laughs> so thank you again. And we hope that you will all be here for the next stories that we uncover. Amazing. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, that's it. You guys can all go home. You're free. Home, Unless, we're home. We're all home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're all home. Mostly. So, yeah. Producer, is there anything you want to say about me? Wow. Really putting the pressure on here, aren't you? <laughs> I love your comment of like, I'm too much for the eye, which I'm like, oh, I need to like put that in my pocket to use later. I am too much for the eye. That that comment didn't phase me at all. Oh, <laughs> all day, every day. It also didn't phase my father, who's on this podcast. Oh, I, I, this was—I I love it. It's—you've given me a new phrase to say, so thank you. Okay, well, we love you from whatever state you're in. Thank you to my best friend Claire. Thank you to Sean, Jake's best friend, also my pseudo best friend. Thank you to Paige, Olivia all the patrons, all of our best, 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 besties. And our, yeah, our partners for being so nice when we are wasted at the end of every Oh, episode. yeah. They have to deal with us every Thursday while we're oh drunk as hell. <laughs> so thank you again, and we love you. And look out for the cocktail book, because it is coming. It will take a, it'll take a while. And never forget that well-behaved women don't have podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> they rarely make history. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hi, ladies. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye, Liv. <laughs>